My Music Podcast, a podcast where we sit down with Michigan musicians and we pick their brains on an ample amount of music topics. I am one of your hosts, KJ. I'm your other host, Scott. And today with us, Scott, man, this is season finale. Live on location. Live on location. Actually in Detroit for a show right now. And man, this is a special show. With us today, we have two of the hardest working men in show business. What was going on out there? Someone get shot? <laughs> There's carting out dead bodies from the hotel room. That shit ain't funny, bro. <laughs> oh, did we hit a soft spot? Oh, did we? No, you said that shit ain't funny. Like, it was like serious. Like, I was like, oh, shit. My <laughs> uncle. My <laughs> uncle got shot around. <laughs> oh, no, That's what it feels like. You were like, that shit ain't funny. <laughs> Alright, anyways, with us today, we have two of the hardest working men in show business, mainly because me and Scott make them drive all around town. Uh, We have one of the craziest, uh, most multi-talented musicians, uh, saxophone, all the auxiliary percussion, vocals, the energy, the one and only Mr. Elliot Truss. Hello, 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 hello. And the other person, I don't even know what to say. This dude is consistent, always on time, always on beat, holding it down in the rhythm section. The one and only Jason Peterman. I almost messed up, almost messed up your name. That's right. Bro, you forgot Jason my name Peter. about an hour ago. <laughs> no. <laughs> so I was trying to give Elliot the code to get into the room, and it asked for name and phone number, but I was looking at name, and I said, Elliot, what's your name? And he's like, what? I'm like, what's your phone number? I mean, your name or your phone number. <laughs> yeah, so we're lucky to all be here together. It's, it's not too often these days. All of us have families and busy lives, but we're lucky to be here in uh, Detroit playing a show at the Parliament Room. Otis Supply, we're very excited, but we thought we'd take this as an opportunity to uh, to talk music. Yeah. So today, you know, this, this is a little bit different. Usually Scott and I come in with like a handful of topics or whatever, and we kind of discuss those around us. And I guess we kind of have a topic today too. But uh, it's interesting with our band because as Scott said, we're all family guys. And uh, you know, I, I don't know if people even know this, but like Elliot lives an hour away. Jason lives like two and a half hours away. Only an hour and a half. Oh, hour. only an hour and a half hour away. Half. But at one point in time, you were in Manistee. It was, it was, it was a minute that. away. Yeah. So I feel like we, when, when we get together, it's like always like music. We never really get to like chop it up and like get to talk about our lives, like past lives or whatever. So I thought it'd be fun if we just dove into our histories of music, you know, what our parents listen to, what our siblings listen to, what do we pick up on, and then also just talk a little bit about, uh, you know, how we find music now and like, you know, playing music and being musicians who have shows, like, where do we, where do we pull our, our inspiration from in that aspect? So, is that cool? Yeah. I like All right. Me. Cool. Elliot, I, I'm, I don't know, I'm interested for both of you guys, so I'll let you guys fight over it. Who wants to go first? You can go first. Elliot. All right, tell us. Tell us. Give us I a little background. I say I could go first. <laughs> You're the front man. Oh, man. Well, man, where do I start? So, yeah, like when I, um, my relationship with music goes uh, pretty far back, uh, really starting with my uh, my grandmother. And uh, so I'm, a- I'm actually originally from Toledo, Ohio. And um, Really? I did not know that. <laughs> okay, you guys are the second group of people that said the same exact thing. Like when I was when I was on vacation this past weekend, someone asked me that, and I was just like, "Fleet Ohio." They were just like, "Since when?" And I was just like, "Yeah, bro." <laughs> Since when? You know, you know. <laughs> Since I was born. You know, I was saying, yeah, but you know, I you know, I was born in '89. Can't believe you're in Ohio, man. Yeah, bro. Uh, we moved to Michigan in 2000. So that's what's wrong with you. I know yeah, that explains a lot. That explains a lot. <laughs> That's what's wrong with you. Uh, you know what anyway. I'm saying? So, but yeah, so I'm originally from there, and uh, my late grandmother was the one that actually really got me into music. So she um, used to play for her church. She was the organ player at her church there. And actually, my uh, my dad and... Well, actually, pretty much all of her kids were also in music in the choir. So my dad, uh, my two aunties, and uh, his old brother. So they were all in the choir, and that's how they were, you know, put on, you know, uh, doing music in the church. And um, she always had her uh, baby grand piano in our in her house, so she would play that, you know, like whenever we would go over after church or you know during holidays, Thanksgiving, Christmas. And then one day she was just like, "Yeah, um, I think Elliot should learn how to play an instrument." But oddly enough, it wasn't with uh, the piano. She actually uh, found out that I was really, really into the uh, saxophone. 
And how that was was that it was a random one vacation. We were, uh, me and my family were in New Orleans, and I, I and it's it's weird that I actually had this memory, but I remember walking past this uh, House of Blues in, in in New Orleans, and there was this guy playing the saxophone center stage, and I looked through and I had a clear shot right to him. He was under this really hazy like blue light, and I just knew that I wanted to do that. I don't care what he was doing, but it looked damn good and it looked so cool. So I was just like, from that day forward, how, how old were you? I had been all of like six, oh, wow. Shit. maybe seven, one of those two. So yeah, it was a long time ago. But And once she found that out, she got me my first alto saxophone. And it's actually the same saxophone that I play to this day. What? So I've been playing the exact same saxophone for the last... That's crazy. That's insane. For the last 20, <laughs> 20 years, I've yeah. been playing that saxophone. So yeah, but that's how it started off. And um, so it actually kind of helped like with that because uh, um, her oldest son, my uncle Reggie... He's a huge, huge jazz head. Like his his basement at his house is just full of nothing but records. You told Bro, me about him, Kurt, man. man. He I puts know. I don't know how, but he you, somehow puts your collection to shame. Oh, <laughs> like like he you would you guys would have to multiply like your guys' collections jointly between you, like Kurt and Scott, like like and then and then like double it just to reach his like collection. You, you of jazz. told me about him. It's a lot, nuts, yeah. bro. So I'm I'm trying to have him. Give is it that all to jazz me. or is it? I mean, I'm amongst other things yeah. too, but he just loves jazz like, sure. so much. So every Christmas, you know, he would buy me CDs like you know Lee Morgan, Art Blakey, uh, Cannonball Adderley. You know, just really putting me. That's on. an education. Yeah, yeah, he would put me on that stuff so much. So jazz yeah, I, is like in my blood. Like, yeah, I love it so yeah. much. You know, Elliot, can I uh, sidebar here? Since yeah, you're yeah. talking about jazz, because I was also telling Scott about this. For me, I, you know, and something that me and you connect over. Obviously, we went to college together, but uh, Tim Fronsek, man, I feel like we always talk Ooh. about like what he did for us with jazz music Yo. too. So yeah, taking it, taking it. Well, going forward from where I was at. Uh, so yeah, me and Kurt, you know, met in um, met in college. And, uh, By the way, also, I think it's funny that Elliot calls me Kurt still, but huh? Just, I guess I do. All sometimes. the OG It's friends. funny, yeah. I feel like all of my older friends, like you know, I never was like, oh, I'm KJ. I just met and say Kurt, and now it's just like I'm Kurt to them. But other people yeah, call I don't me know KJ. Why. It just it just sticks. <laughs> it sticks somehow. You know what I'm saying? Sorry, cut Bef- off the story. Before before the fame, he, <laughs> he, he was Kurt. He was Kurt. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we, we met in college and we both took uh, jazz history. Did I take it? Did I take it first? And then I told you, you to took take it, it first, and you okay, told me right. to take it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I took a jazz history course while we were at Grand Valley, and it was through uh, this professor um, uh, Tim Franchek. And I distinctly remember that class so much because I mean, amongst everything he was doing in there, I remember one time he would have nothing but a snare drum, uh, I want to say a brush, and then a drumstick. And he would just go through all of these different just just mixes and just all these rudimentary just like things he would just like show us. And I'm thinking to myself, how did you put together that composition just with nothing but like he did in my class, he did the hi hat with the brush. He had a hi hat too. And he only had the stand. But then like as he was kinda getting tired with the hi hats, he started playing on the stand. And he was like doing something weird. Like I can't even describe it. He had like two brushes, but he was playing on the actual stand and like making all these noises. It was nuts. Yeah. So many noises. I'm thinking how did all that come out of that? So that just shows yeah. like how much can be had from that. But you know, I remember having so many conversations with him after the fact and I told him about some of the artists I was put on. So yeah, Tim Franchek, wherever you are, thank you. I always gotta give him props, man. You know, I tell Scott too, the one cool thing about him is like he was giving us the cool stuff out of the music, you know, not leading, like for instance, Miles Davis. Word. I remember the first song that he played that he introduced us to was uh, Milestone. Which is like such a cool song where it's like, he didn't start off with bitches, bro, you know, to get me in that. Same right. thing with like Weather Report and Jaco Pistardis. He started with Birdland, you know what I mean? Which, which, we can get that together. Birdland? Oh, no, we're never going to cover Birdland. <laughs> I'm, I'm intimidated by that one. Uh, but, yeah, anyways, man, shout out to Tim, man. Yeah, yeah for real. Yeah. But, yeah, that just kind of furthered my love for jazz because it's just... I, something about that genre, it, it just hits all the right places for me. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, so between that, everything my you know, my uncle Reggie used to put me on, that's really what really what put me on to really loving the saxophone and where it really originally comes from with blues and jazz and you know, now here we are playing rock and funk and everything in between. Yeah. So it's yeah, man, it's crazy. But yeah, that's that's what's from my uh you that's know, so that's crazy. My I wanna say I've known Elliot music. for what? Since two thousand like seven now, so Had like to be fourteen, seven. fifteen years. Yeah. I've never heard half of that shit. <laughs> what? No. I feel like I would have said that. I knew about Uncle Reggie, but yeah, I didn't know you were from fucking Ohio. I didn't. No, yeah, I just didn't know a lot. Is of Uncle stuff. Reggie still around? Yeah. Does still he, here. he hear us? So what do you think? Oh, uh, he likes it. He likes to make fun of me all the time. <laughs> I was gonna say he, he likes. Totally. He likes to make funny. He, yeah, he, yeah. he likes to make jump fun of me all the time. I mean, he said, he said I look like a poor man's Isaac Hayes. Right. <laughs> 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 you gotta eat a little bit more. <laughs> That's funny. No, I mean, you can't take a true. If from what he sounds like, he sounds like a true and tried jazz guy no, he to is. like put he him is. onto our music in 2021. And, and okay, like 60 years old. Like, so and I, and I'm I, defending I, us here. <laughs> no, no, I do have to say something about that. So he's such a jazz snob to where so like obviously. Like he grew up, let me see. My dad's born fifty nine, so he was born in like forty six. Oh wow! So he grew up with like big band stuff, and he loves jazz. But the second you hit like the seventies, oh, yeah. he's like the hell with all of this bullshit. Oh. He, so like you tell him about like you try to put him on like Rick James. So, so he's not a fan of Kenny G then? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I hate, well, first of all, on the record, on the record, I hate Kenny G. Yeah, I mean, you're because we were listening to Herbie Hancock and it was. Just, 70s yeah. stuff, so he probably wouldn't like that. But like earlier, Herbie, he's he'll fine. he'll give Herbie Hancock his prize. We've yeah, actually I'll, seen, him. Yeah, we, we, we saw Herbie, yeah, yeah, we saw yeah, Herbie yeah, though. yeah. You know what I'm saying? But uh, so yeah, but you put him on anything like Rick James, he'll say, "Make it dumb." Yeah. So um, any of like the funk shit, it he does not like funk. Yeah. He's not a fan of funk at all. Like Earth, Wind, and Fire. <laughs> Wow, that's, that's crazy. crazy. I can appreciate that. <laughs> you know, he doesn't like it at all. Yeah. He's got his he's got his wheelhouse. Yeah, you know. So I'm sure he but he's heard our music and I'm sure he says he, he he'll joke about he it. He's like pats you on your I'm back. I'm sure he's, he's proud like, of oh, you. Oh that's cute. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh that's yeah, cute. Exactly. You know. Yeah, yeah. But you're your little music. Either way, he is invested. He has heard all of our music. He listened to every single thing we've done. So, cool. you know, he's supporting. But that's what's up. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, man, that's 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 really where I where I come from when it comes to the music, you know. Let's, let's get Jason. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. Back. I should have gone first, man. Jason, I got to say, I'm very curious, and I'm, I'm going to tee it up for you, and I probably shouldn't do this. Okay. But, like, it, you're very interesting to me because I know you as, like, a, a punk guy, you know, mm-hmm. the, the no effects and bad religion and all that stuff I'm sure you'll get into. But then you're also, like, Billy Joe, Kelly yeah. Clarkson, like, the pop music. So yeah. I'm, just, I'm just teeing it up. I'm very curious. Yeah, I'm. it's, it's more of a, like, well, I guess growing up, like, I was very much, we were very much on LAV, like, classic rock type of household. Um, my mom and dad were both in the Aerosmith. Basically, any band like that. Um, and then once I started get into my own stuff um man, I, I don't even remember like growing up it was weird like I pretty much just listened to that stuff for a long time <clears throat> and then like the mid 90s when grunge was getting over um you know I would I actually got a did grunge or like started listening to it like GRD like more alternative stuff uh, Metallica things like that um and in the late 90s I got more into metal like Slipknot was the shit for me. Like I listened to them their their first album nonstop all the time. Like who gave you that record or like where it was just the radio? Uh, Slipknot didn't really get radio. Play. No, I want to say it was. Did they not? No, not not really. When back in the day when KLQ was like the the hard rock station was around, they played it more. But now they'll play them now, but it's because Slipknot sucks now. <laughs> but anyway, um, but yeah, I started to get into more metal, and like, um, and then a few years later, like the the emo scene came out, all the screamo stuff, um, and then I found punk, and then that pretty much changed my world. Um, How'd you land around punk music? You just like- it, <laughs> so the first time I really got into pop punk 
Uh, my favorite band for a long time was New Fun Glory. The first time I saw a video of theirs, it was on um, Nickelodeon used to play music videos. <laughs> like a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, no that's because about. it was like three o'clock in the morning. Uh, <clears throat> so I was during the, it was during the summer. Um, BET used to play videos at three a.m. That's that. that's a joke for a few people out there. <laughs> <laughs> it's called BET Uncut. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I saw New Fun Glory's uh, Dress to Kill video. Cook in it, um, and then that pretty much changed my life from there. Like wow. it's just been pop, punk, and punk. And so, how pretty did much you, the rest of the way? So, how did you go that way from Newfound Glory? Like, did you start just like searching out, seeking out these type of bands that sounded like them, or were yeah, it just like coming it into was your ether? Kind of like a. Well, back then Napster was still a thing. Oh yeah, wasn't it? Oh yeah, early, definitely. Early, yeah, early yeah, 2000s. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's what I mean, we were using. So Bearshare, Lime. Yeah, Bearshare, Kaza. So, remember that when how like all the the links would be like New Fun Glory, Good Charlotte, blah blah blah. Like, yeah, a thousand, like the whole, a thousand yeah. Those titles were trash, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, man, you remember like sometimes you would download a song and wait for, for hours, for hours, hours, and then you play it, song. and it's like a high pitched noise. Yeah, and like, what the like, fuck what? is this shit? Oh, dude. Oh, also. Small small side tangent with that. Just talking about the the, the sharing sites. Yeah. yeah. Did you hear about uh, Soldier Boy talking about um, what he used to do with those sites and how he got how he actually got his music out yeah, there? Yeah. He would like do what people do on YouTube now, where they say like Drake type beat or whatever. Or he would trick it like right and like okay. be like so yeah because I, Drake, I saw post, blah blah blah. But then you download the song and it's like a Soldier Boy song. You like yes. What is this? He would change the name of his song to like what was hot out back then. And then so, when they download, said, like, yo, this isn't. So he got so, me. So. He was like Rick. He was like Rick rolling people yeah. like. I think yeah. I was on YouTube, you yeah. know, thinking it was like a famous rapper that I really loved, and I was like listening for the song, and it was like Soulja Boy. Uh, my chain shine hard, they might hurt your face. I'm cleaning this thing. B A P E S up on my free fresh. Face. And I'm like, what is this? Song? And that was before it was even popular. Oh yeah. So yeah, mm-hmm. he was like, he must have been like all over the internet, yeah, just man. trolling people, just like spamming people. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But the thing was like, his songs were catchy enough though. Were like, people once like you, okay. Yeah, once you put it on, you're like, what is this? Huh? You okay? All right, I'm like, what is this? You know, like, yeah, it's crazy. That's a big brain money move. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so anyway, so, so Napster. Oh, but whatnot. yeah, yeah. Uh, but then I would find like you know, more of a more more bands along the pop punk line, Good Charlotte, um, and then I found more like regular punk, I guess you could say, like the Ramones. <laughs> Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah like the yeah. like the old school stuff, like yeah. old bad religion, no effects, um, the more traditional punk, I guess you could say, um, and then from there it's just really it's just like with Kelly Clarkson, I love her because she's a beautiful singer, one like just a great musician. Billy Joel, he's just that's just what you grew up on. So it's like a actually no, no, he was you're... no, it's from my ex. Oh, um, okay. It's one of the few good things that came out of that relationship. <laughs> like I found Billy Joel. Like and she was just into him a lot. Yeah, her okay. family listened like Billy Joel, Elton John, that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like okay. the like the Alan Parsons project. Yeah. Oh, I love Alan um, Parsons. And then so that's how I found Billy, which is yeah, like I said, one of the few good things to come out of that relationship but billy joel is just just the way he used to, he, i wish he would write more like new albums because he hasn't put out an album for 25 years yeah um yeah, and he bit. had a he, he had an interview with colbert where it was like why don't you make new music he's like i i've had enough of my say yeah like yeah, yeah. Well, the songs are out of me yeah yeah and but like i mean he clearly he has 50 years worth of amazing music
but yeah. And then, I think that's the way it should be, though, sometimes, man. Like, Bill Withers was the same way. You know, I feel like you see a lot of these rockers, you know, they keep trying like to... Like Metallica? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I know. I was going <laughs> to say, okay, sorry, on Metallica. I was about to, like, just it, let it go. No, freaking it's, it's Lars. True, I mean, that's what uh, happened. Yeah. Oh, go oh, ahead. Fuck. Fuck Lars. <laughs> freaking Lars. Uh, but uh, anyways, what I what I was saying with that is just like, I think there's something to be said when you get to that point where you're just kind of like, yeah, I've said all I need to say and make it. Yeah. And I think everybody has a different output too. You see like, you know, Paul McCartney who's like 80 years old and still putting out an album. But also you have to wonder like how many people are really paying attention to that at that point, yeah. which I enjoyed it. Um, but it's like, yeah, you have to be a super fan in order to be a part of it. So I think there's something to be said of, people who just like i'm well, gonna do the touring that's know? exactly yeah. what happened with uh, paul simon what you're saying is exactly what he said he's like i'm done making new music he's like i believe every artist has so many songs in their body and their mm-hmm. soul and then once they're gone they're gone and yeah. i'm just gonna enjoy playing the ones i wrote he's just like i wrote some really damn good songs right yeah i'm just gonna enjoy playing those i don't yeah. need to do anything new and yeah. that's the thing too with billy like you know i saw him you know 10 years ago at this point but like Every song that's been out for ever, right. like yeah. everyone was singing along. Yeah, like no matter how many times, like enjoy that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. Know how many times you've heard that same song? Like Piano Man has been yeah. played everywhere, anywhere. Right. Yeah, like I'll still yell those lyrics out. Right. Like, yeah, it's just that's got to be cool. Like yeah, no matter how how many times you've played that song live, yeah, having like a crowd of I don't know how many people. At like Madison Square Garden, Gosh, singing yeah. it back to be you. Such an amazing feeling. Like, you gotta get chills every time. Talking about Paul McCartney again, like the one moment he mentioned with that was uh, when he does "Hey Jude." Yeah. When yeah. he's like, when they get to the nah, yeah. he's like, he's he's talked about one time he saw a daughter and uh, her dad in the front row, you know, and they're like hugging and singing a nah nah nah. He's like, I just got so choked up of like. I wrote this, man. Right. Like, these people are having this moment because of that, you right. know, where it's, it's cool. something to be well, said about that. Yeah. Like, when we played Founders a few years ago. All the Wedding. When, when we did Hey Ya. Yeah. Like, when people were singing Hey Ya, it wasn't even our song, <laughs> right. but I could hear people singing that song back to us. I'm like, wow, this actually feels like, yeah. like I felt like a rock star. Yeah, you got a compliment on that. And I mean, I don't even know if I've ever told y'all this, but there was a wedding that came to our show afterward. Do you guys know this story? Uh-huh. No. So there was a wedding that was happening. They couldn't find anything. They went to a couple bars. There was a real dud. People were trashed to them. You know what I mean? Yeah. All the whole thing. So they came to Founders, and they we were there performing. And they stayed the whole night until the end of the show. And so one of the groomsmen came to me and was just like, yo, y'all made our night. And, like, we was, like, looking for stuff to do. And we couldn't find anything. And, like, we hopped around bars. And then we saw y'all. And y'all were doing the Hey Y'all cover when we came in. And, like, y'all killed it. You know? So it's just, like, it's crazy, man. You never know, too, like, of who you're connecting with. And he was talking about, yeah, how, like, the bride uh, was, like, getting, like, really pissy or whatever. And they ended up, you know, drinking and getting drunk at Founders and having fun with the band. You know, so it's always cool, man. Yeah. 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 It's got to be a rush just to hear someone singing back to you. Yeah, for sure. Like, yeah. Like, I can see why somebody would be in a cover band. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah definitely. Because you have that built in, like. No matter what, it's always going to be a crown participation. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I feel like uh, a lot of times, too, when people get excited, one that we cover uh, where if they know it is the David Essex. The yeah, rock on, rock yeah, on. yeah, like. that the intersection with the here come the mummies was probably like the biggest crowd we played for yeah. oh yeah 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 afterwards yeah. you know like the older people were in the crowd kind of like i can't believe you guys did that yeah. song yeah. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so that's basically just saying we need to do more cover songs <laughs> yeah all right yeah the good time cover band <laughs> uh, that would be fun Oh, it's shorter. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be shorter. Yeah. It is a shorter name. So uh we we keep that Scott, uh, how about you, man? Let's just do it. Round oh, Robin. Background? I... So you were born out the womb. Yeah. And then Lynn yeah. Biscuit was playing and you were like, <laughs> Yo, for me. I love Fred Nurse. <laughs> My dad's big into Steely Dan. Is he? Um, oh, Are yeah. you into Steely Dan? Yeah, yeah. Little Feet, one of his favorite bands. Um Those are 
two just off the head, uh, top of my head. My mom, big in like Patsy Cline, so that like old. Bonnie Raitt. Uh, we'll yeah, about big that, in yeah. the Bonnie Raitt, so that older country for sure. Um, same thing, Elton John, same thing growing with Beatles. I remember like going to my, it's a weird memory I've like ingrained in my back of my head is like going to my parents' record player and like flipping through the White Album. And like that seemed like the most magical weird thing because I used to love the song Buffalo, uh, Bungalow Bill. Bungalow Bill. Yeah. What did you kill? Bungalow Bill. Hey, Bungalow Bill. What did you kill? Essentially, like a kid's song. That way. whole album, "Happiness Is a Warm Gun." Yeah. I can't imagine this that song as a kid. Like, you didn't, it didn't, you didn't get what they were saying, but it was just like the it, melodies and like some of the words used. Like, oh, it's it like, would have been nothing to do. Yeah, that's all, all Paul McCartney. Like, it's just so yeah. weird. Yeah. So, but yeah, but uh, like we talked about with Zach Potter last week, I had an older brother. He's had i have an older brother <laughs> he's still alive, he's, still alive. He's, so, he's two years older so i was fortunate to have him as like the uh he fed me you know all the music i was into and you know we we were kids in the the 90s so you know definitely during the grunge movement for sure um he's like the biggest pearl jam fan ever like if you could meet a pearl jam fan he is <laughs> definitely more uh steered towards like weezer more of the pop side of things yeah. i was i don't know how i think michael jackson was just like huge in the 90s oh, yeah. like oh, yeah. black and white and all that so i was yeah. a big Dangerous. michael jackson fan so i've always loved pop music and i think that's where like me being more into weezer instead of like nirvana or anything yeah although nirvana's got plenty of like pop sensibilities weezer's way more so yeah um but then, like you, Jason, I, I definitely got into metal. It was during, yeah. like, the late 90s, it was dur- early it's 2000s. It was the years. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, the whole Corn, Limp Bizkit, oh, yeah. Seven Dust. Um, I'm pretty sure everyone in the world, at some point, listened, it took to, over. listened to Limp Bizkit. It took over, or yeah. Like, it's just, it was, yeah. it was hard not to. Uh, and, like, through that, Metallica, because you're like, oh, I like this heavier stuff. And everybody's like, well, if you like heavy stuff, you should listen to Metallica. Yeah. Right? So a lot of Metallica, and then that got me to high school, and then somehow just like probably smoking a lot of weed, but like got into all the jam <laughs> bands, you know, um, and Fish for sure. I'm not sure where that went, but like that's the evolution of my interests. Yeah. Um, but like any kid, you know, I mean, Chili Peppers were always there. You know, they were sort of ubiquitous through the '90s into the 2000s. I mean, they're still out. I mean, it's one of the longest like interesting rock bands running in the contemporary time like yeah. after this you know 70s um so that's where i am today bass playing because probably because <laughs> of fleet i mean i'm sure like you could ask any bass player that's my age like why'd you get into bass it's probably because of oh fleet. yeah sure. for sure yeah I, mean, so. I also forgot my youth group days you were in youth group like oh, a yeah. church oh yeah <laughs> God is in control. Do you what are you doing? Are you singing court like singing with a choir? No, 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 not like not like that. Like, okay. but like, like uh, we go to like music fest, like Christian music festivals. Oh, jeez. Like OC Supertones, Five Iron Frenzy, um, MXPX. I don't wanna go up, not just yet. I don't wanna have to see a false sense of reality. I don't wanna go up, not just yet. I don't wanna have to know. Oh, Reliant K, were they around? Oh, yeah, Reliant K. Um, I'm trying to think of, like... Were you into, not as pop, or pop? DC Talk. Uh, oh, I remember DC Jar- Talk. Jars of Clay. Like yeah, all Jars of Clay. Shit. Were you they into were POD? They were, like, the Christian I was, new I was in the POD until, like, Youth of the, Youth of the Nation was, like, enough. Yeah. That, was, that was enough for me. Like, yeah. and everything, like, their their first couple albums were, like... They're pretty they, cool. They slap, man. Yeah, they, yeah. They're hot. Um... They did a cover of uh, Bullet the Blue Sky from YouTube. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. It comes a rattle and hum. With Jacob Russell, the angel. And the angel was overcome. You planted demon seed. You raised a flower of fire. Um, they had like their minute in fame. Yeah, like I feel like it was like rap metal almost. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, like the mid late '90s was all about youth group. 
like Christian stuff. I shouldn't laugh. That's cool. Well, I mean, we I, all, I, we I all know we're all like heathens <laughs> now. We're like, <laughs> I mean, I went to like, like uh, I'm very much no. not that anymore. I went to I, Lutheran yeah. camp. You know, I still yeah. listen to a couple of those bands. Yeah, I grew up like in MXP, church like, too, I still yeah. listen to Five Iron Frenzy. Yeah. Um, some of the ska bands I still listen to, but oh yeah, I didn't talk about that. Like, I had a big skateboarding like part of my life yeah. in middle school and high school. It was real big fish, less than Jake, Goldfinger. God. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think of other bands. Lucky Boys Confusion, shout out to them. They're a Naperville, Illinois band. That's a deep cut. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the interesting thing with all of us. And I mean, it could be, maybe I'm just thinking egotistical, but I'm sure everybody has this, but like, there's just so many different pockets and different things we've been into in our life. And I feel like we all bring it together somehow, right. you know, like with, we're, and we're, where I miss up, Jason picks up, where Jason misses out, you pick up, where <clears throat> you pick up, Elliot fills in the gaps. You know, we have like all these, these genres that we cover between us. It's well, do you want to give us your brief little... Oh, yeah, I totally forgot. Because I was going to go on to a... <laughs> going from that, what you said there, I'll go into a sub... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll keep it I'll keep it brief. But uh, essentially, like, you know, I grew up with pop music, like you said. So, like, the Chili Peppers, the yeah. Blink-182, all of that stuff was just around all the time. So, standard pop music. And I didn't have any... I had a, a, a younger sister. Well, and that was, like, when radio was still, like, viable as a yeah. source of delivering music yep. to to new years yeah so like all the radio but i was always super into, into hip-hop music like more than anything you know and uh as i got older i just would like start to, and as the age of the internet came around like i would start to figure out like man who sampled this you know and that's how mm. i would get into like a ton of stuff i mean like kanye's like college dropout like i really love like drive slow and I found out like Hank Crawford the name of the song I think is Wallflower you know and then I'd be like oh shit who's this Hank Crawford dude and then like I got into Hank Crawford and like this whole world you know from one song same thing with Steely Dan what's the Kanye song did you realize that you were a champion champion is the name of the song but the Steely Dan song is Kid Charlemagne And that was on, um, I can't remember what the album is called, but that one is like my favorite. It's got the Feds on there. It's got uh, Haitian Divorce. See, um, like, that's interesting. You got to like all the diversity through sampling. Yeah. I got to like all the diversity through Fish because they played all sorts of genres. Yeah, so, like, and they covered a lot of stuff. Well, that, too, but yeah. they also like played salsa. They played bluegrass. They played True. funk. They played, you know, so it's like, oh, I kind of like this like calypso sounding song let me explore more calypso really? music uh, okay yeah. but yeah. you got it through the sampling That's yeah cool. through sampling and then through my parents i kind of backtracked it's like one of those things where like my parents so i mean they were born in the you know late 60s uh and so they were teenagers you know throughout the 70s pretty much and so they liked like like my dad like loved like the brother johnson and like the rick james and like the gap band and luther vandross i just picture like young kj listening to strawberry letter 23 like all through the morning rain i gave the sun doesn't shine rainbows and waterfalls no but that's here's the thing i hated that stuff you know like i'd be like strawberry letter 23 again what is this song even about like what is he singing about you know like I hated, I hated my dad's music, man. Uh, freaking uh, Cameo, right? Yeah. Like, he loved Cameo, man. Like, I thought Candy was, like, just the dumbest song. <laughs> like... You know, like, all these things, like, it was so funny. Like, I really just was not a fan of her music. I think it was more so it was my parents' music, you yeah. know? But then as I got older, you know, and I backtracked to all this stuff that I grew up on, it was like, Pow! And so most kids probably do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was like another avenue. Like once I got older and I was able to, you know, dive in a little bit deeper, I started exploring more. And um, I think I've shared this story like multiple places before, but I, I was super into basketball. And like, I thought I was going to the NBA, you know what I mean? Like I was, <laughs> I was putting Sorry. work. No, I know. Damn. 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 You're like, you can't go to the NBA. That's hilarious. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Hating, bro. Why are you? Come on, <laughs> sorry, dude. But no. But seriously, like, so.
for me growing up, it was pretty much just like basketball and hip hop, man. I was very stereotypical, I guess you could say in that sense. But I was also like hiding it. I think me and Elliot have had this conversation where just like as black kids, like you can't admit, like I was loving Enema of the State. Like that was like what, 2003, 2004? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Something like that. But either way, I was I was in middle school. I was 14. Man, if, if they would have found I was listening to Enema of the State, yeah. I would have been like crucified. Yeah, we've talked about ever. that. Yeah, so like. I was listening to that type of music, but I was hiding it, and, like, for all intents and purposes, I was, like, hip-hop and basketball, dude, you know? So, I played basketball my whole life, uh, played on the sophomore team and stuff, got cut from the junior team, did a lot of work, did conditioning, was, like, doing a bunch of stuff, and then I got cut my senior year, man, and I could not believe it. I was, like, in shock, you know what I mean? And I was just pissed, and I was looking for something else. Dream is over. Yeah, like, dream is over, man. I don't know what I'm gonna do. My life's in shambles. And I don't know typical what. Typical senior. Yeah, typical senior. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know what made me do this, but I was just like, I'm angry, right? I want to listen to some angry music. I never listened to Jimi Hendrix, so I put on uh, Purple Haze. And then I listened to um, Are You Experienced, the whole album. And it was that. Like, just insane. And I was just like, from there, that's when my music journey began. That's like ear perking like music. Like beginning, what song is that? The uh, like where he's doing like the helicopter guitar. Uh, no, it's like, like have you ever been experienced? Yeah, is that yeah, like, have, yeah, yeah. yeah. Have you ever been experienced? That's just like you hear that opening to a song. And the keys just, you just boom, plug into boom. the world of yeah. So rock. I mean, being seventeen, man, and like hearing that, that just yeah. changed everything. That's when I started getting into Chili Peppers, man, and like going back and like diving into that stuff, and, and the Beatles, and Zeppelin, and Stones, and like all the cla- all the stuff that I had been hearing my whole life, but had never really dove into Zappa, all of that. I just started to just go crazy, man. Do you ever feel like any like not sadness, but like I don't know, a melancholy, like? I remember being that age and like it just felt like doors were constantly opening yep. to like mm-hmm. the first time you heard the Beatles or Led Zeppelin or Pink Floyd or Hendrix or like you know yeah like that happens less and less for me now yeah I, think I mean for me it maybe it's because I'm getting old and don't want to experience new things but like I don't know like if I find something new I'm like oh sweet I think I'll add this one to the Muppets bar or whatever yeah yeah but I, f- I find myself just going back to the old stuff. Well, now it's not like opening the door. It's like getting into that easy chair. It's like, this couch is comfortable. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, yeah. that's what it's really about. You know, Scott, and, and I'm going to pick on you because I fight you this all the time, you know, where I'm like, just yeah. don't discover weekly, man. Like, I know. on Spotify and see what pops up. You know, like, that's me all day long. Like, you know, I'm like, okay, I got one hour where I can listen to Discover yeah. Weekly. If I like something, I'll heart it and go back to it later. Right, and right. then I'll dive into the catalog and, like, dive in. And obviously, you know, working for the radio, I have to do weekly shows now. Like, I'm diving heavy yeah, to music. To, yeah. yeah, which is, like, I, so I don't know. I think I don't know any difference because my music journey is, like, I'm sure, I don't know, Elliot, if you were, like, hip to Hendrix and stuff like that. We were growing up, but it's just like I wasn't hip to that. So like my musical journey outside of like rap music and standard pop music was finding it all on my own and like mm-hmm. going down there. So I think too that's my thing of just like I, my later years of life, I grew up having to find my own music. So I still do it and I still like make it a point to just dive in heavy. You know, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just a, it's like anything like change and like work. Doing that is hard. Yeah. You know, and when you have a lot of other things going on, sometimes that's the last thing you're, like, taking the time to, like, be hard on yourself. I totally get it, you know, and there's just so much music now where it's like, man, once you throw in that playlist and, you know, you listen to, like, 15 songs that you don't like or, like, you know, you hear... Just don't connect with you. Yeah, yeah, they don't connect. It's like, man, I'm just going to go back and listen to Chili Pepper. Like, I'm going to go back and listen to, like, what I like. Yeah, yeah. But, um... Not here. It's all I guess, if anything, like, I've been going back and listening to, like... A well-known album from, let's say, like someone, just yeah. anyone. Right. Um, That's the key. I can't say that I necessarily find new artists. Yeah. I find some new artists, but it's always going back to stuff that I go I back just, to. Like, yeah. well, as a fan of music, I should really listen to this album. Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, there's <clears> also <throat> just so many albums. Like we were talking about with the passing of Dusty Hill, like all of the ZZ, ZZ Top, Top albums. I'm yeah. like, I only know maybe a quarter of their music. Yep. You know. 
and like maybe I should go back and listen to everything they put out yeah. like same thing with I don't know like Pink Floyd like I probably know six of their albums really well but they put out a shit ton of music beyond yeah. that you know so sometimes I'm like that let me just go listen to like a I, legacy artist and get yeah. their whole catalog I it, did that with Green Day recently I'm like I stopped listening after what's the one after Dookie I don't even know. know. In, not insomnia. Yeah. I remember. I think American Idiot was my American Idiot. Yeah. So yeah, it's like, yeah. why not just like go? I mean, I probably won't like it. I but. think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The thing that I do a lot, and I mean, some people call me crazy for doing it, but I dive into artist discography. Like, yeah. Yeah. Especially if I like Thin Lizzy, man. Like, yeah, same thing. Lizzy's like, great. I only know a little bit of music, yeah. and I knew about Phil Lynette, man, and I just got obsessed, and I yeah. just listened to every Thin Lizzy right. album for like three weeks straight. I did yeah. the same thing with the Stones. You remember when I was doing that? Right. That was torture, though. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry, man. No, it's true, yeah, bro. yeah. Early Stones was just like kind of, I don't know. I think time is past. When yeah. they were doing what they did at that time, it was great. But listening back to it now, it's like this is all standard. This is all boring. Yeah. And then it's like you know, once you get to 70s Stone and the 80s, you're like, okay, this is rocking. And then it's like 90s, 2000 Stones. Just like, ba- well, it's the same with like Aerosmith. Yeah. It's like yeah. like during the 70s and 80s, like they were like a good bluesy rock band yeah like just good then they did and then, Janie's got a gun and, and then like <laughs> towards the late 80s early 90s when Janie that's when they were starting to fizzle out yeah and then they had all the band problems yeah and then they came back in the late 90s with like the pop shit I'm like oh, get the fuck know. out yeah, of here yeah, yeah like give me like gold school like yeah we hate each other rock music <laughs> yeah like that's what I want not this poppy pretty shit like that's the, Give me the good stuff, man. That's the hard part with music, too. Like, you know, I, I talk about going on in discography. Like, you could pretty much tell when a band's fizzling out once you get to a part in discography. Like, I was like that with Queen. Oh, um, yeah. Where I did the Queen discography, and by the time I was getting to, like, the late 80s, yeah. early 90s, I was like, no, I'm, this is getting bad now, you know. But, um, you know, one song that I missed, you know, that's the hard part. It's like there's an album from 1991 that they talked about. Is that one with the show must go yeah, on? Yeah, the show must go yeah. on, yeah. And uh, I'm like, I've never, right. I listened to their whole discography, I promise you. But something about none of that connected with me, so I missed this one song that all of a sudden I'm like, yo, this is actually really cool good, song, you yes. know, yeah. You know what just doesn't like popped in my head? The the song In the Summertime by Mungo Jerry. Oh yeah. That came on the radio. Yeah. Have you guys seen that cover of that album? It's terrifying. And this yeah. big chops. Yeah, it's, it's terrifying person. The question is, have you listened to that whole album? I have not. It's really good. Is it? Because <laughs> I always like wrote them off as like a you know one hit, a wonder, one hit wonder. wonder. Just yeah. It's a really good album. On the dark nights by the firelight, I see her face before my eyes. I've done that too and like what is a one hit wonder band like the the band OMC, OMC that yeah, did How yeah, Bizarre yeah. Oh, it's like dude, yeah. dude go listen to the whole album it's actually not bad <laughs> yeah it's, it's hard man it's so crazy because you know the the I don't know what do you call it like the machine of whatever right. MTV churn they churn and they create whatever this narrative of what they want this band yeah. to be for profit and then like OMC like the O what is it OMC is that yeah, the name yeah. of the band like uh, as I dove into them like that guy is really prolific yeah. man, and a great songwriter and yeah. has a lot of stuff and he considers him or considered himself he passed away like a real musician you know mm-hmm. but everybody else is just like no how bizarre how bizarre yeah, yeah. like that's who you are and he's like no this is just like well, a slice of who I am it's just like like real big fish like yeah, like yeah, every, yeah. everyone else wants to hear sellout right yeah. or beer or the what's the cover that they do um base uh from the basketball take on me yeah like they want to hear those three songs right. but really like they have a whole... They, mean, have, they have, like, 20 years worth of good music. Well, 
Yeah, yeah. Most of it's good. <laughs> we have neighbors that went to the Verve Pipe at Meyer. Yeah, yeah. And like Brian Vanderark said, he wasn't playing a freshman. <laughs> <laughs> of course they well, play it last. Like, like, like that's, that's what they do. It's like, like, they're not gonna yeah. play the one song everyone wants to hear first. People will be out of there after. Like Radiohead <laughs> doesn't play Creep, Creep anymore. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's for probably a good reason. Yeah, I saw Brian Vanderark on his uh, social media or something posted something like, uh, "Come to Frederick Meyer Gardens and blah, blah blah." He's like, "I'm not playing a freshman." Haha, uh-huh. just kidding. No, I hate that song. Really. <laughs> I don't play it. Like, just text. But they must have played it still. You gotta yeah. play that. Oh, well, it's just yeah. like Piano Man. Yeah. Like, yeah. Billy Joel has to hate that fucking song. Right. Oh, yeah. But if he doesn't play it, there's going to be a riot. Yeah, it's like Steely Dan reeling in the years. They hate that song. They're like, why do we ever write that yeah. shitty ass song? But it's like, everybody knows reeling in the years. Yeah. yeah. I, I was listening to a podcast where um, they like, you're supposed to try and convince the other person of the band in the obscurity, and, and reeling in the years is one of the songs. And she's just like, those lyrics like you've been telling me since you were a genius since 17 and you know what i mean like she's like what is he talking about like <laughs> do, you know what, really, do you know yeah, what i mean really into years is a funny one well let me jump ahead really quick so we can wrap this up i want to hear it from you too um because we'll talk music all day right um when you're going on the stage to play in the band like what are you channeling like I man it's a weird question to ask no but, like, it's, just like pulling it, from your like your musical really just, history just being excited to be on stage like getting just getting amped up and just getting just getting ready to leave. maybe also like how you play your instrument too like you know I think it your influences <clears throat> channeling how you play and how you approach you know yeah does that make sense like your technique yeah. for playing like is there any drummer you look to like before you go on stage you're like yo I know I'm doing the such and such thing here oh man I used to think when I was younger that if I played loud then I'd be playing good I mean, doesn't every drummer at <laughs> one point yeah. in time in their life think? But it's just, it's, maybe it's because, I don't, it, it, then when we got together, you know, I mean, I'm loud no matter what, because I play the drums, but like, I don't know, I guess now that I'm, we've been playing for so long, I just want to sit in, like, be in the groove with you guys, mm-hmm. like, want to make sure that's, that I'm not like trying to be overpowering everyone. Like, I'd want everything to be a nice, cohesive, gelled together right. thing. But. What yeah. about you, Elliot? Uh, honestly, overall, for me, like, the stage, oddly enough, is one of the few places where I just don't really feel any pressure at all. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, feel, I feel very comfortable up there. Yep. I feel very expressive the energy just kind of immediately just just takes over me and then i'm just lost in 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 that like i feel like most of the time like outside of that i often i'm always like thinking about the past and the future all as anxious you know and you know but i'm always like very present in the moment when i'm on stage and that just that just kind of takes over um and i guess in terms of what i channel while i'm playing i don't know that i really ever channel one particular artist like I might just be into a certain artist at the time and think about their music but I may not even be playing their music maybe I'm just like channeling the energy that I felt when I was listening to them in the car before getting to the show mm, or right. you know whatever it is but um, I guess a lot of my presence on stage also comes from having performed a lot prior to even being in this band so I mean all through middle school and high school and parts of college like I was in concert band, symphonic band, jazz band, marching band. So by the time I got to the band, like I had performed so much in mm. front of people that it just didn't really phase me in terms of being on this stage again. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I guess with my sensibilities being in those kinds of groups, I'm always being very conscious of how balanced I'm meant to be in regards to everyone else that's that I'm playing with. So I, I'm never trying to like overpower anything because at least as, at least with what I've heard, you know, a lot of sax players, especially like in in our band, like growing up, like we're always notorious for just being way too loud and trying to take over the show because it's like that instrument. So I don't I don't ever want to come off as, you know, this show this one that's like showboating kind of thing. Like I definitely believe in like this concert setting where I'm, you know, being conscious of, you know, how loud I how how loud I am or, you know, how intense I am relative to how what you're playing or your lyrics. So I always like pull back and 
I'll always try to fill those gaps to make the sound more full as opposed yeah. to having this, you know, overbearing, just crazy soloing, you know, just wild person. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. stage mm-hmm. I gotta give so. you props, man. You just have like this, this natural energy when you get on stage or like when you play. Yeah. And I, I agree. And I, yeah. And I still even remember the first time we're like, when I was starting the band and I was kind of like, Hey, you still play saxophone? And you're like, well, kind of. Like, you know, I kind of play saxophone. Like, I, I could do the band thing or whatever. And I was like, cool. And, and we about to practice or whatever. Like, come by. And it was just a trio. And I think we've even experienced this with us sometimes, where it's just me, you, and Jason, and we're, we're trying yeah. to practice without Elliot. It's, it's not the same. It's not the same. No, that's It's true. <laughs> That's serious, yeah. You know, it's, just like, it's so true. It's everything like, is the same we're playing, but something just like it's one not piece is gone, going. Man. Yeah, and I feel the same way when we started Cage and a Good Time Family Band with the the three of us. You know, uh, with the other former bass player and drummer, mm-hmm. where I was like, oh, I don't know, if this is gonna work out, man. You know, like we're just trying to jam, and you came late, of course. You know, and you like setting up, and I'm just like, just jump, just jump in, like when you get a chance or whatever, not knowing what you're gonna do. And you literally started playing, and you were just being Elliot and like being goofy and like dancing and shit. And I remember I was like, "All right, all right, stop, stop the song." Like, who is this dude? You know, like literally, like first practice, man. So like, yeah, when you when you explain that of just like how you feel when you're on stage, like yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it's just it's it's one of the only places where I'm like that. It's it's literally like that in no other aspect of my life. Like I'm yeah. always thinking about how I'm gonna come off, how people are gonna receive it. What do I? Who am I? Who am I right now? Dude, you got on stage. Juju. I, I know, right? We all need that. But like <laughs> not on stage. Like on stage, that is gone. But then again, I also like confide in you guys. Like I feel confident I'm up there with you guys and yeah. you have yeah. the chemistry. Well, that's the thing and there too. There are definitely people that I would oh, not no. want to play with yeah. at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, you know. We, for sure. Like I think, that's a big part of it is like getting to play with the other three. Like yeah, the right. other three of you. Like yeah. you know, just having three great musicians to play with gets me excited to play even at practice. Like right. right. You know. Like just having, just expressing ourselves and playing to the best of our abilities. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think my thing too, and just like having a you know. <clears throat> like loving Prince obviously like I'm never gonna be a Prince or anything like that but the one thing that like I have pulled away from him in stage presence is just like being loose having fun even if you're being serious like trust me he was finding people if they was messing up but the number one rule was like I'm about to go out here and be silly I'm about to shake my ass I'm yeah. about to do whatever I'm about to joke I'm about to pull Kim Kardashian on stage to and dance kick like, her ass yeah, off yeah they kick her off the stage because <laughs> she can't dance. you know of just like I, I feel like I always try and channel that energy of like I'm, I'm here like, yes, I have a talent, but also I'm here to, like, make other people entertain. Right. You know what I mean? Um, so I was just trying to capture that energy, yeah. personally. Hey, look, I always tell you, Jay, that, like, this is great because all you and I do, we just show up. <laughs> <laughs> we just show up and just, like, what we got to do? Where we got to be? Where we got to stand? All right. There was a, we were watching something last night, and there, there was, someone made a joke of, like, what do you call someone who hangs out with three musicians, or who hangs out with musicians but doesn't play music? And they said a drummer. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. <laughs> Take the dagger. That hurts my heart. Yeah. And I'm like, God damn it, if it wasn't for us, there'd be no fucking band. Yeah, no, that's BS, man. Drummer but, messed it all. I don't know. Like you were saying about middle, like middle school, like yeah. being in concert band and jazz band in high school. Like, I I mean, obviously it was a much different rush back then. Right. But like, I don't know. It's just that, that euphoric feeling of being yeah. on stage and just playing. Yeah, it's good. Just, there's There's... Very few other feelings like that. There's something about that feeling, you know, and I mean, thinking about tonight, where it's of like, even if nobody's in the room, something about being on stage. I think yeah. that's what gets musicians through. Like, you know, you hear about the bands who play for one person in the room or whatever, but it's something about just still being on a stage, yep. you know, and being able to own it. it just makes you feel good. Cool. Scott, we on to the last one. Let's we bring it home. Time. Let's bring it home. We gotta get, we gotta right, get right, right. 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 Where we have to think of something. Yeah, yeah and I, I really don't have anything, so I'm about to have to try and think off the top of my head I got there. One for you. Okay, all right. Yeah. All right, so Jason Elliott. So as you guys know, I already kind of gave this to you. We always say, if your band was a blank, what would it be? So Scott, take it away. What If our band was a piece of furniture, Ooh. what would it be? And you can go into as much detail as you want fabric the material the type of furniture you say type of furniture like a bed or so yeah but it could be a bed with silk sheets or a bed <laughs> okay, with a mirror right. above it details <laughs> <laughs> i need details 
you don't have to. I'm just saying if that helps you like uh, flesh out your your reasoning. Piece oh, of man. furniture. Piece of furniture. And it's maybe not even just the band, but maybe how you play in the band if that helps it. Well, for that case, then I'm just like a nice, comfy, like lazy boy. You're a lazy boy. Like, I knew like, you were gonna say it. Like <laughs> that chair you got at your house, Scott, where I slept in during in between KJ's <laughs> wedding and reception. Oh yeah. That just like, like sit back. Mm-hmm. Sits a little bit lower. Yeah. Be in the groove. Yeah. Leather. Oh, for sure. Okay. Yeah, but and it has to be like soft and cushy. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, leather. But yeah, it just has to be like sitting on a cloud almost. Is that now? Can you give me a reasoning why that's the band or how you play? <clears> the that's band? how I play. Only because I don't know. I guess I'm. I mean, I always like. I've I've never really like been a big Beatles fan, but like I've always liked the way Ringo played, mm. where he always just kind of sat back in it. Yeah. Like he would have his wow moments, but like he would just sit back and be the groove, and just keep everything. Let to, the other guys do. Yeah, yeah. like doing their thing. Um, so that's definitely the way I would play, but man, the whole band. Well, I'll just go off of what like came to mind at first. So I, I picture, you know those like Eames chairs, like the potato yeah. chip chair. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So you take like a potato, you take one of the potato chip chairs. Maybe it has slightly more curves to it. Maybe it's a little bit more. Maybe it's a little more like obtuse in its shape, but it's it has the same basic frame, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you're sitting in that and. It's a comfortable chair, but you almost don't want to sit in it for too long. That's where I'm at because I'm like I'm like I'm, th- yeah. I'm trying to think of furniture where like you're sitting. Because like yeah, like you see it and you're thinking, hmm, that's an interesting chair. Yeah, I want to sit in that chair, and you sit in the chair, and you're just like, oh yeah, this shit's comfy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're in there, you get and you get your posture down. You know what I'm saying? You're thinking you're going to be sitting in it, but if you try to like put like some shit on Netflix or something like that. Like you don't want to sit in that chair no. anymore because you actually want to because you make you it, it makes up. you want to move and get out of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> but the second you get up out the chair, after a while, you're just like, "Fuck, bro! I kind of want to go back and sit in that chair." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that's that's like that's like how I see like the chair. So it's not a hard it's not a hard surface, yeah. but yeah. it's not like soft either. So it's not like you're not gonna fall asleep in it. No. no, no, you're not gonna fall asleep. In but that you're chair. gonna be, you can, you'll be chilling in there. Yeah, yeah, you'll, you'll be, yeah, you'll be grooving. You'll be grooving in the chair, yeah. like for sure. But you're, you're not gonna have a conversation. Long. Yeah, you can have a conversation yeah. in the chair. But I might have to get up and you know do a couple. Like, yeah, yeah. Go put, change the record. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So beer. I definitely want this chair in my house. Yeah, you want to own it. I want to own this chair, but I'm not sure where I would put the chair though. Mm. Interesting. You know what I'm saying? Right? <laughs> <laughs> I did not think you guys were gonna take no, it there. You no. did it, I, and the chair is like the, and the chair is a really like weird color too. It's like green. Well, the I can't, I still haven't figured out what furniture we are, but I, all I can think of is like the colors is just like crazy, just crazy, like tie dye, right. like all bunch of colors that oh, man. Were, that meld together to make something. Yeah, but okay. Interesting. A game. A. That was. Hey, I gotta clap for that one. So I, I've been impressed, guy. You know, I thought we were gonna do this segment and people were gonna fail. Like, we're all like, yeah. nah, yeah, that's not the type of candy bar y'all are. No, that's not it. <laughs> everybody has it's been. been everybody has been great. Yeah. 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 Uh, every answer, I'm like, oh, okay. It makes me think like just that much at a deeper level of you know. And I think you do. I, that's why I wanted to add this at the end yeah. of every show because it just makes you think a little bit deeper of like, yo, in the grand scheme of things, like right. where do I fit in or where does my music fit in? Well, like comparison is just so important. Yeah. We like we constantly as people are comparing one thing against another thing. I think if you can compare any art form against another art form or anything else, it just helps you understand that thing a little bit more. Yeah. Right. Music's ultimately a pretty abstract thing. Yeah. So it's like if you can uh, compare it to a piece of furniture, it's way more objective than like helps you understand it. Right. Well, I'll I'll say this much though that I'm I'm grateful you guys had us on this because at first I definitely did not want to do it. Because, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't want to do it even like a little bit. I was just like, yo, you know the podcast? I was about to tell you like this. Yeah, I was about to say fuck your podcast, bro. Not even a little. I don't bit. even want to. I don't want to do it. But the reason I didn't want to do it is because I feel I honestly feel more intimidated by 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 you, Kurt, and you and you, Scott, most of the time when it comes to talking about music. Yeah. But I I'm surprised that I had as much because as I had guys to is, say. You guys' knowledge is like. Yeah, like, dude, like, Kurt, like, your Rolodex is so, yeah. like, massive. And I know yours is as no, well, his but, way but having bigger. known, like, you for yeah. so much longer, it's just, like, it just keeps on going. So I'm thinking to myself, what the hell do I, what the hell can I say in his print that even matters? I tried you know to stump him, and I never so. stumped him. <laughs> <laughs> we were, when we were driving here, he's like, you know, you heard of this band? I'm like, dude, I, 
Yeah, it was phenomenal. Uh, I think I've had like three times that I've surprised him, and I've surprised myself every time I've done it because I was like, "Yo, I didn't even." Yeah, I don't know how I came across you know, that. You put me on the stuff all the time. I was just talking about the soil and pimp sessions. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's interesting. I don't know. I feel like a lot of people think I know a lot of stuff, but you I do. mean, knowing you my, do. I you know, do. I know, yeah. I know, I know a lot of stuff. But I mean, there's a lot of areas and avenues where, like, I feel like people could definitely stump me a lot more, but they just don't go there. You know? True. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's close it out because we got a show to get Let's ready. close it out. Yeah, I, I don't know. This is a season finale. Uh, ten, 10 episodes yep. here. Uh, it's been fun. I'm glad that we were able to do this as, as the last episode. Yep. Uh, Jason, Elliot, like, I appreciate y'all for, for being on the show. I'm excited to play yeah. with y'all tonight. We are KJ and the Good Time Family Band. That is us. And although this is the end of the season, um, we're going to be coming back with another season. We're just going to try to give ourselves time to catch up and get more guests lined up and, and edit it all down so um just because we're, we're taking a break now doesn't mean we're not coming back this for sure 10 done <laughs> no we'll, we'll be back we'll be. all right that's it that's a wrap Thanks. Thanks.